You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group. American National Insurance, and Spiritless. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. Before we get to the podcast, I want to share the story of three young women who are carving their own path in the beverage industry. They started a company called Spiritless. Their first product is called Kentucky 74, and it's a non-alcoholic bourbon. You can use it as the base for so many delicious mocktails or drink it by itself on the rocks. What I like to do is go halvesies, meaning you mix it with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail. I put a little honey, cinnamon, and an orange slice, and it is truly delicious. If you'd like to enjoy an evening cocktail with no guilt, you can use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For The Podcast, where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Ronnie Brown. If you just help people and you solve a problem, not only will they buy your products, they will tell other people about the problem that you solve. Ronnie Brown is the founder of Girl CEO, Holistic, and author of the book From Mopping Floors to Making Millions on Instagram. On top of being a branding expert, professional speaker, author, mentor, and mother of four, she is one of social media's most influential entrepreneurs, inspiring and teaching people around the world how to create six-figure incomes and become debt-free. Ronnie has made her mark internationally in the online and social media business with her revolutionary branding techniques. She went from being a statistic to a success story and turned minimum wage income into a seven-figure salary within a few short years. Now, Ronnie is equipping women nationwide on how to be the CEO in their business, 
lives, and homes. Please enjoy my interview with Ronnie Brown. Ronnie! Hello. Hey, Kate. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm amazing. Happy, what is today, Tuesday? Yes. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm going to start this podcast the way I start all my podcasts, which is asking you your favorite restaurant, because I really feel like where someone chooses says a little bit about them. Um, Did you grow up in the D.C. area? I grew up in Washington, D.C. Yeah, Maryland, Virginia area, 100%. So where's your favorite spot? So my favorite restaurant is Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's, the steakhouse? Yes, ma'am. That's my favorite restaurant. I love that. And what's your order? What do you get? Uh, I would probably start with the new fried lobster tails. (laughs) They're delicious. (laughs) And um, I would go with the entree. It would either be a hard choice between crab cakes and lamb chops, medium rare. Um, And then my dessert would be the butter cake with the ice cream and the whipped cream on top. Oh my goodness. You have given this some thought and you've been there many times. I've been there many times. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds absolutely delicious. That sounds like a a celebratory meal and a splurge. Yes. I love it. I love it. I was just there on Sunday actually. (laughs) Oh wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. That sounds amazing. I am so fascinated to hear your story and to dive into your narrative because it sounds amazing. Your book was called Uh, Let me get it right. From Mopping Floors to Making Millions on Instagram. Great title. So take me back. What kind of job did you have where you were mopping floors and what needed to happen before you kind of launched into this whole new world? Yeah. So when I was mopping floors, um, I was a janitor. So that was my job. And I worked at Georgetown University Hospital and I had worked there uh, just really dreading that job. I was a young mom. I was actually pregnant as a janitor um, wow. when I was there mopping floors and, and cleaning rooms and toilets and all that good stuff. So yeah, that was my life. Then I, I lived in, in the projects of Washington, D.C., and I was determined to change the trajectory of my life. And I just knew that that was just a pit stop for me mm. and that it was definitely not my final destination. So 100 percent really finding uh, who I was at such a young age, being very determined to not be what everyone told me that I would be, you know, when mm-hmm. you're growing up. As a young black woman in the projects, everyone thinks that if you have a kid, your life is ruined. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I won't necessarily just say that it happens to black women. I would say all young moms, mm-hmm. for some reason, people tell you that you've ruined your life. Right. And I want to encourage any woman that is listening to this, especially any young mother or mom mm-hmm. of multiples, if you've been told that your life is going to be ruined and that because you had children, uh, you've ruined the possibilities of you becoming great. I want to just remind you that that is a lie from the pit of hell. And don't you ever believe that. Mm, that is powerful. That is really powerful. So this is your story. So inspiring. We, we have, we're only a few minutes in and I'm already inspired, but take me from to your mindset then, because it's something had to have happened. Some sort of shift had to happen from having that job at Georgetown hospital mm-hmm. to getting on to Instagram, to starting your business. What happened and what was your vision back then? My mindset was survival. In that season, when you are broke and your your mind is broken and you don't have a mentor or anyone to look at 
then the only thing that you think about is surviving. And I want to kind of focus in on that, not having someone to look at Mm -hmm. and to talk to and to reassure you that what you are seeing in uh, their life is possible for you. It is so Mm -hmm. important for you to have that person Mm -hmm. because growing up, I didn't have a successful woman that I could look up to that was an entrepreneur that owned a business that was a millionaire that I could even talk to. I didn't even have access to people of, you know, that caliber. Right. Right. So my mind was A to B. How do I get from here to that next level? Yes. Right. Right. My mind was, how do I cancel out all of the thoughts, all of the negative things that my subconscious mind is telling me every single day? Right. How do I wake up and believe in myself enough to persevere? How do I believe that it's possible, even though I do not have anyone to look to, to show me it was possible. And I would say that it all brought me back to God. Hmm. It brought me back to faith. And so many of us do not know and understand and believe how powerful faith is. But faith is believing when you cannot see the end of the tunnel. Faith is mentorship when you have no mentor. Faith is knowing that your outcome is going to be different when there's no promise, when there's no reward at the light of the tunnel and you're waking up every day. It's like putting gas in the car every day, but not truly knowing what your destination is. That's faith. Hmm. So let's start there. You are, you know, you're mopping floors. You are, you are in a survival mode. What actions do you do? What decisions do you make that change that for you? Well, often it's not even about the actions. Let me just tell you how life really works. Because we think that there is this special sauce or secret system or formula Mm -hmm. that you follow. What happens is life happens to you. (laughs) Let's be quite honest, everyone. Life happens to some of you all listening to this podcast It may be finding out a friend betrayed you. It may be losing your job. It may be going through a heartbreak. It may be going through a divorce, right? It may be a relationship ending. All of these things, life happens to you. And then you have to decide how you are going to respond to life. For me, it was getting fired from my job. Oh, you got fired. Fired from my job. I will never forget. I was pregnant. I was tired. Uh, At this point in time, I was then working at a call center and I was exhausted. It was about an hour away from my home. It took me about an hour and 30 minutes to get back home in traffic. I was broke. My tags on my car, they were expired. Um, I didn't have money to renew my license. It was a mess. Listen, if you looked up struggle in the dictionary, my name probably would have been, (laughs) like my picture would have been beside it at that point in time. Okay. You had a lot going on. Honey, a lot. A lot, a lot was going on. But what I will say is that life happens to you. And when I, when life happened to me, I didn't have time to kind of sit in the mess. I didn't have time to figure it out. I didn't have rich parents to go to and say, you know, send me $20,000 to get back on my feet. My parents were struggling just like me. Okay. Mm-hmm. You learn to use what you have. Sure. And I want to reassure you of one thing. You may not be a millionaire right now. You may not have it all together. You may not have the answers and you may not even be able to see the light of the end of the title, right? But there's one thing that we all have and it is a gift 
in a way to make a way out of no way. I'm going to say that again. Every single one of you all have a gift, a God-given gift that is unique and assigned specifically to you and a way to make a way out of no way. And that's exactly what I did. I went home. I was fired from my job. I had my kids and I had to figure it out. I had probably less than $300 in my bank account at this time. And I went home and I started learning how to like make products. I was on Google University because I did not finish college. And I started learning how to make products in my home. This is my first business, beauty products. I was making skincare and and candles and and lip glosses. And it's so crazy because today I have a very successful plant-based skincare and feminine care brand called Holistic for Women. And I just launched that brand two years ago. So we'll touch on that, but I just want to put that out there because this was something that I created 13 years ago that I came back and I started back up. I started something 13 years ago that failed. Mm. that failed. All right. But you were trying and you were putting, you were learning and I was learning and Mm -hmm. I was learning trial and error. And I was going through customer retention, building websites, being the customer service, shipping and fulfillment. And it flopped. Well, 100% (laughs) flopped. If you had to pinpoint why it flopped in a, in a, in a short sentence, what would you say? Lack of systems. Got it. And funding, lack of systems and funding, not having the money. We think You know, when you're starting a business, you don't realize that it takes money to start a business. Mm -hmm. So the money that it takes to start a business is your profits. And when you initially start, you think that you can live off your profits and pay your rent with it. But you get it needs to go back into the business. So it flopped because I was trying to pay my bills with my profits to survive versus reinvest it back into my company. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. 
it seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Grilling season is here, and you may be looking for the perfect wine pairing for your delicious summer cooking. The Federalist offers a lineup of American craft wines that are bold, full-bodied, and crafted with as much quality and character as the men they celebrate. Each bottle featuring audacious takes on traditional styles. The Federalist is the perfect companion to anything that you're grilling up tonight. You can use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. You get fired from this job. You have Google University, so you're using what's in front of you, right? You're using whatever is available to you, which is this learning mechanism to start creating products and then to market them and to sell them. And you are putting everything you have into it and it flops. What do you do from there? What gets you to your next step? The thing that gets me to my next step is going out, marketing my products, those products. I was at clubs, like nightclubs, literally. Mm -hmm. My friends were in there shaking their tails, drinking, having a good time. (laughs) And people were laughing at me because I was walking Mm -hmm. around selling products on like, you know how women hold the the tray with the drinks on it? Yes. I was holding the tray with candles on it. And I was trying Mm -hmm. to sell my products in the club. So what I'm stressing is you all, I was hands-on experience, right? I'm out, I'm marketing my products. Um, my products start to sell. People start to buy it from me. I'm doing okay. But the next thing I do is like, okay, I'm building up all of this rapport. I start offering services, lashes, brows, all this stuff to people. I'm in the beauty industry at this time. Mm-hmm. I always, I've always had a love for business and beauty. That's always been my thing, right? I then grow and grow and I open a hair salon because I realized that I don't want to be providing the services. I'm thinking, what is the best place to sell my products? Hair salon. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I find two girls to go in a partnership with. I get into this business, goes great. And people start reaching out to me like, how did you do it? Because like, they know me, they see me, they know where I grew up at. And they're like, how did she overcome these odds? How did she open up this business. And I'm just giving them information, just teaching them. They're like, can I come in and talk to you? I'm like, sure. They come Mm -hmm. in, they're sitting, I'm giving them business advice and people start talking. Let me just stress this. We think that there is this special formula. If you just help people and you Mm -hmm. solve a problem, not only will they buy your products, But if you solve a problem in their lives, they will tell other people about the Mm. problem that you solve. Oh, that's good. We don't think of it that way. I mean, look at Gary Vee. I spoke at a conference that he was speaking at and he talked about he was selling wine with his dad. Mm -hmm. And right now, this man is like one of the top go-to entrepreneurs, speakers, motivational people that you want to listen to when you're in a rut, right? But my, my, what I want to remind you of is 
he was the same person when he was selling wine, but it was his belief system. It was the journey that he was willing to go on. We're all going to sell something to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. And it was the tenacity, I would definitely say, that got me to that next level. And and did you find sales easy or was that a skill you had to acquire? It was definitely a skill that came natural for me. And it was because growing up, I had teachers that always made me speak. I, I was reading the programs at assemblies. You know, I was singing in the choir and I had mm-hmm. teachers that just always put me in the forefront because they just mm-hmm. felt that I was supposed to be there. Right. Thank mm-hmm. God for Miss Gray. Right. May her soul rest in peace. Um, and Miss Smith, those were my two teachers, choir and in the front. And all of these things were preparation for the success mm-hmm. that I had. Right. Um, I then, while I was working at the salon, a lady came in with like a direct sales opportunity. And I was tired. To all the women that are listening to this, if you are providing a service to someone, um, and you are in a service-based business, your time, I want to remind you that your time is the most valuable thing that you have. And we don't see that when we're exchanging time for money, time for mm-hmm. money. I would spend hours in that salon. Saturdays, it was sunny outside and I was providing a service. And a lady came in to tell me about direct sales and how to sell online and all this stuff. And, and I remember the light bulb clicking for me. And this was a long time ago, Kay. I don't know if you remember PayPal buttons when people- Oh, sure. Oh, you yeah. remember that, Kay? Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> when I say that now, I, I'm sure it tells my age, but women are looking at me like, what in the heck? <laughs> I, I remember, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I started to take these little buttons because I was trying to then continue to sell my products and paste them on Facebook. And you could paste the hyperlink and it would create a little buy now button. And that's how I started to sell because I was too broke to afford a website. So this is where the making a way out of no way came in. And then Instagram came and it went crazy because we went from typing statuses and copying links to just picture after picture after picture. And I got into the direct sales industry. I started selling products for a company and I put my company on hold and I went through six years of training, understanding sales, team building, customer retention, presentations, all of those things. Uh, and, then, and what was this company? Um, it was a health and wellness company. I'm not plugging them. Okay. <laughs> but you were working for, but you were working, you, you were doing two things. You, you had your own work, your own side hustle, and then you were also working. And this is really important for understand because you got to really, I mean, when you are trying to learn, it's like you're a sponge and you might as well put yourself out there wholly. And it sounds like you were working for another company and learning their systems and processes that allowed you to become successful. Kate, I learned off of 15% commission and that 15% commission made me a million dollars my first year of sales. And not only did it make me a million dollars, I helped about, you know, five to six other people become seven figure earners off of a 15% commission uh, system. And it taught me leadership. I had Mm -hmm. over 100,000 customers that we had collectively introduced a product to from a sales base and over 30,000 sales reps that I had trained uh, as a leader. And that's where I really learned my leadership skills. That's where I learned effective communication, team building, all of those things. And then God was like, all right, it's been fun. It's time for you to get back to the things 
that I've called you to do, which was developing other leaders, helping people build their own companies, uh, sales, marketing on social media, and and getting back to launching your 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 initial brand that you started back in two thousand and nine. When you look at everything that you've learned over your career, what do you think you're uniquely good at and what part of everything you do is most Ronnie Brown? Being my authentic self. I am great at teaching people how to make money, but not having to sacrifice who in the heck they are. Mm. What I'm noticing in entrepreneurship right now is we are living in a copy, 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 copy world. Sure. And I mean, down to the reels, right? Where everyone's doing yes. the same reel and they're repeating. It's like, it's a robotic space. It's, it's yes. very scary if you step outside of it and you look in yeah. and you really see what's going on. But it's it's happening at a level that we don't even realize. And mm-hmm. I mean, to the point that women are not comfortable being themselves because they are looking at other people and they're insecure about who they are because they feel like they're supposed to be a certain way. You're supposed to talk a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. Your real has to look a certain way. You have to have a certain aesthetic on your page. And it's bull, it's bull crap. Yeah. Because you're losing your authentic self in the process. So my gift is teaching women how to build companies authentically and do things that they actually enjoy while not sacrificing who they really are. And it's a really good point because when you're first learning, you learn by observing others, right? You learn by watching others and how are they doing it and how do they get successful and what did they do? So in a way, when you're just starting out, it's really hard to be truly yourself because you're trying, you're trying to go down a path that's already been paved, right? Yeah. It's very difficult to pave an entirely new lane and you have to really have a confidence about yourself and an inner knowing that that other path could work out. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is understanding that when you finally get to, to a level of success, the first, you're going to stop asking, how do I become successful? You're going to start asking, how do I stand out as a successful person? Mm, what is my unique gift? Yeah, and, and let me just stress this. They teach you how to make it but they don't teach you how to sustain it. They don't teach you how to thrive in it. They don't teach you how to retain it for 15 to 20 years, right? And the only way that we do that is by not blending in. Mm. So you work hard to learn how to copy and then you work 10 times harder learning how to stand out in a copycat world. Oh, that's good. And the way that we stand out is through being ourselves because no one can be us. No one has our flavor. No one has our energy. No one has our push. And so many of us have suppressed who we truly are. And it's the thing that was going to position you to stand out in a freaking sea full of sharks. I say it all the time. I'm just a mermaid out here trying to stand out in a sea full of sharks, baby. Like that's me. (laughs) But when when I come, I'm coming real and raw and I'm coming as myself. And no one can do me the way I do me. And Mm -hmm. that is my gift. Mm -hmm. And and there are, make no mistake, there are sharks out there. You are not, you're not over dramatizing what's really going on. Kay, Kay, (laughs) let me just say this. So many people, they want to be a millionaire. They want to be successful. They want to drive the fancy car and have the big house. 
But what I will just remind you all of is that there are things that those that cannot be bought. And those Mm -hmm. things are your families. Those things are your friendships. Those Mm -hmm. things are having a moment to yourself. You're you being confident in who you are and -hmm. you being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to a point in life where you've made a million dollars. And now you want to get back to just the people you love. Mm. Has your definition of success changed when you think back to like mopping floors and, 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 and starting with your products? Like how has it changed? You know what, Kay? I tell people all the time that there was a reason why God made me a janitor before he made me a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And it was because I needed to see millionaires dying in the hospital I needed to see what they were asking for and who they were asking for so that when I made it to this point in my life, I would not lose sight of those memories. And I remember millionaires in Georgetown, which is a very wealthy area in D.C., in Georgetown University Hospital, dying. And they were asking for their families. Mm -hmm. They were asking for their loved ones. They Mm -hmm. were asking for their friends. They I've never heard anyone say, check my bank account. Right. Call my accountant, go post Mm -hmm. this on Instagram. They wanted Mm -hmm. to spend those last moments with the people they love. So yes, my perception of success has changed. Mm -hmm. I used to think that the person who made all the money was the most successful person. Mm -hmm. Kate, it is a damn lie. The most successful person is the person who can make a lot of money, but still have time freedom, still be with their families, still have genuine people around them who love them. They can still have a peace of mind. They're not a slave to business. They're not a slave to a dollar. Those Mm -hmm. are the real winners. Those are the the real successful people. The wealthy. Yeah. Wealth has a different definition, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's peace. Inner peace. It's inner peace and the money is still rolling in. I love it. I love it. Okay. So people who are listening, who want to embark on a a career in business. And I'm sure you get this question all the time, but it is a really important question. And that is how, when someone's just starting out, what advice do you give them to set them on the right path to success in business? Well, I'm going to say a few things, Kate. The first thing is I'm going to go paperwork on you guys. So I hate paperwork, but we're going to go paperwork. All right. The first thing I want to say is make sure you own the trademark to your business because we have so many people who have Instagram names, but do not own the names of their companies, right? Mm. Have your business set up legally. Make sure you have your LLC or, you know, however you're setting it up and it's done the right way, your business bank account, all this stuff is set up the right way. The second thing I want to say is to make sure that you're doing something that you actually love and enjoy and that you're passionate about. Not what's trendy because trends come, trends go right? Some things will not be trendy forever. You'll be over it. You won't even like it anymore. And you won't want, you won't want to wake up and do it. You know, I was on a podcast uh, like a few weeks ago with the CEO school and they were asking me, I said, you're going to have days in business where you wake up and you don't even want to do what you're doing anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of it. You're going to have to date your business. You're going to have to nurture your business. So having something that you're passionate about is really important. The third thing is making sure that what you want to offer to your audience is what your audience wants from you. Mm. I see so many CEOs launch businesses that they feel is right for the marketplace, but the marketplace isn't feeling the same. Mm. 
And I think that we do ourselves a disservice by not interviewing and asking the ask, like really taking the time to ask our audience what they want from us before Mm -hmm. we launch it. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, when we listen to our audience, we won't be out here stuck with services that are not being purchased, products and inventory that people are not buying because mm-hmm. we know what people want because they told us. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I would say is you are going to have to go through the journey. No one wants to go <laughs> on the journey right now. Right. Everyone is living in the oatmeal world. And when I say oatmeal, I mean, Quaker meal, one minute in the microwave, make me a millionaire tomorrow. I'm going to go rent the house and stand in front of it and rent the car and stand in front of it and take pictures to look like I am somewhere I am not if I have to. And that is the wrong thing that you can do. Yeah. And you know, the the title of your book, you know, from mopping floors to making millions on Instagram, people, what they don't see is all of the hard work, all the hustle, all those nights in the nightclub with the candles um, (laughs) and, and really learning and being open to failing all of that. Like those are qualities and character that almost cannot be taught, but have to be explained to people who want a similar path to yours. Don't you think? 100% you are on the money. And and I want to show you something. I know listeners are not going to be able to see this, Mm -hmm. but I want to show you something real quick that has kept me humble. Okay. Okay. And these were the labels that I used to stick on my products that I sold back in 2009. Oh, I I can see it. Let me eye cream, yeah. Amor Mona. This, yeah, these are all individual. You'd put these on your eye creams and sell them. This was your marketing and this packaging. This was my marketing. This was my marketing back in the day when I did not have the money mm. to pay for a manufacturer. I did not have the money to pay for products to look fancy. And I would print these out in my house and I would stick them on products and I would spend hours sticking these on all the products. Today, this roller label, it's brown, you all, and it's rotten, yeah. it's old. But I use this to show me how far I've come because my products, they look 100% different now. You know, mm-hmm. they, they aren't like that, right? Right. They're fancy, smancy, you know, products. Mm-hmm. But this was the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. this is now, there's such a big difference. And I think that we don't talk about the journey. We don't talk about the journey, how hard it is. It's very hard. Yeah. And people used to laugh at me for these labels, Kate. They used to say, my products (laughs) look like trash. (laughs) But you were trying, you were doing it. It's interesting when you think about the journey and you think about all of the little steps along the way, what did you do when you first got into a little bit of money? When you first made some real money and you had enough to spend it, how did you spend it? And what would you advise people when they do have that little first bit of success financially? Well, Kate, they say that a fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Mm. Today, I'm going to make you all some wise men and women (laughs) because I was a fool, all right, when I initially ran into my first amount of money. And although I could see and say, oh, I invested it and, you know, all that type of stuff, that would be a lie. And Mm -hmm. I believe that we need to tell the truth about our mistakes in life. Mm-hmm. When I initially started making money, um, I went and bought my first Chanel bag. 
<laughs> you were celebrating. I was celebrating. I'm a, I bought my first Chanel bag and I bought my first Gucci bag. And I remember going in to meet with my accountant. And this is a very important story. And I walked in and it was time for me to meet with my accountant. And she, my books were done. She was on my bookkeeping. I, I did invest in an accountant and a bookkeeper. Let me make sure I say that first. Mm-hmm. Um, I hired an accountant and a bookkeeper. And I went in to meet with her and she looked at my transactions and she saw that I had purchased a Chanel bag and a Gucci bag within the same month. All right. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, my income had got to, I think I was making almost six figures a month. All right. And she said, you're eating out. You spent $35,000 this year on food and entertainment, right? Mm. Hence why Del Frisco's is my favorite restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, how do you go from making $35,000 to $40,000 a year as a single Mm. mom to spending that on eating out? All right. Wow. Her name is yeah. Amani Ahmed. I, I'm so thankful for Amani Ahmed because this woman has not only been um, the person who has helped me with my accounting and my bookkeeping and my financial planning, but she's someone that I really respect. Mm-hmm. And it's because she is the person who shifted my mind from being rich to being wealthy. Mm-hmm. And she said, That's you good. have this Chanel bag, you have this Gucci bag. So tell me how much stock do you have in these companies? Mm. And I had none, Kate. And it was that moment that I felt stupid. (laughs) And not only did I not have any stock, but she had called me into the office because it was tax time. All right. It was April the 9th and taxes were due in a few days and I had not paid my taxes quarterly and I had owed over a hundred thousand dollars in taxes. Wow. And from that day on, my life changed. I own stock. I pay my taxes quarterly mm-hmm. and I invest my money versus spend my money. Yes. Right. So you have money working for you when you're sleeping. My money is working for me while I sleep. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I've learned options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have just really learned to think differently, thinking long term. Versus that short-term fulfillment that you get. You know, I'm able to buy myself nice things now. I do, but I am always buying it off of the interest and, you know, the profits that I gained from my money working for me. And that is when I had the wake-up call. So yeah, I did very stupid things with my money when I first started making it. Well, thank you for sharing that story because that's going to help some folks. I think, you know, when I when I hear you tell your story, I get the feeling part of why you do what you do is to help others who have been in your shoes and to really, you're in a way, you're a teacher. And (laughs) I feel like you see that as your calling. Am am I right about that feeling? You are, I'm going to call you Dionne Warwick, Kay, because you are (laughs) reading my, you are a psychic today. That is 100% what I feel my calling is. Mm. And to teach others to kind of, to really, to really see the big picture and to think long-term because it isn't a a sprint, is it? No, it's a marathon. Okay. It is a marathon. And I think that my passion is just showing people that there is something for them. There Mm -hmm. is a call on their lives. And so many people, even ones who are listening to this, so many people feel like I don't have anything special about me. I don't have a gift. You know, I don't have something that people would pay me for. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at anything. I don't know 
what I'm supposed to be doing. What is the call that is on my life? And I feel like my job is to cancel out that negative self-talk and just remind you that that is not true. There is Mm -hmm. something that you are good at. The world needs you. The world needs your gift. The world needs your presence. And you're supposed to be here and you were bought here for a reason. Mm. Ronnie, thank you so much for your time and your talent today. I wish we were sitting at Del Frisco's <laughs> with a cocktail and that Come dessert you talked about. I mean, that, that sounded so good. Take me out to dinner, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> I, next time I'm in DC, you got a deal. You got yeah. a deal. Thank you so much for your time. Really have enjoyed it, Ronnie. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, you too. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. 